It's the B-List Daily on the new 105.5 Sports Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. Back in the studios today on this Friday morning, Aaron Morse alongside Coach Dave Wing. And we've got Bates College Swimming and Diving Head Coach Peter Casares in studio with us for the first half hour. The Bobcats about to hit the road this afternoon, I understand it, right? So we appreciate you coming in this morning. Um, you have a big event planned tonight and then the meet tomorrow, correct? What's, what's happening right now? Yeah, so... Um... We, um, in conjunction with, with Bates and their Purposeful Work Initiative, um, we've reached out to our alums because, um, you know, five, six years ago, um, when we were swimming down in the Boston area, I noticed we would get some alums back to come and watch, and it grew from four or five to six to ten, and every now and then it became like a, a reason for them to get together and hang out. And so um, when President Clayton showed up um, with our Purposeful Work Initiative, we're really trying to give kids opportunities to to connect the liberal arts education to the to the world out there and and use our alums as an avenue for that um there's this idea of an infusion where alums come and and work with the student athletes or the students on campus um, and talk to them about things that they've learned along the way to get to their career and 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 their purpose in life so i reached out to purposeful work and our alums and we have um five panelists coming back our five alums coming back to be on a panel um, one from uh, class of 88, one from 97, one from 05, 08, and another from 17. Um, and so we have a span of different um, decades coming back to talk about their careers, how they got from A to B. Um, and so what we do is we start with dinner. We invite all the alums in the area, all the parents. I take the whole team with us down there. There's about 100 of us in a room, enjoy a nice dinner together, catch up with our alums in the Boston area that are back. Um, and then we have the four or five of them come and, and answer questions and talk about their story to the team so that they um, get a little bit extra um, experience into a weekend away of traveling, which is really great. Now, that, now that's panel of five. Do they do that in front of 100 people or just should? Yeah, you? no. So they'll just walk up after dinner's over, sit there, and, and I'll ask them a couple leading questions, and they can tell their stories about what happened. I've talked to the swim team about um, what questions they'd like to ask them. Um, whether it's nice. like how how do you how do you take the liberal arts experience and use that in an interview? How do you how did you get from A to B? Did you find your your dream job right away, or did you have to search for it? And they have they have these questions the kids have these days, and they want to talk to people. And um, we have some alums that love the program enough and want to help out enough that they come back and, and give some advice. And then it also becomes a great networking advice. Uh, weekend well, absolutely we have about 20 That's alums. i thought of first <laughs> yeah we have about 20 alums in the in that will be there with us um all in different careers all doing different things and um, they're all introduced themselves so anybody in our team that hears somebody doing something they might be interested in is going to have a chance to talk to them and and create that connection and know that there's other swimming alums from Bates out there doing what they want to do and they can help them out later on you know that's been a criticism if you will of liberal arts education is what are you going to get for a job when you're done mm-hmm now, my personal experience, I didn't find that with either one of my kids. They no, found jobs because it's what of what job the, can't you get yeah, is the real no, question. Seriously, right? what, what ended up happening was the name on the diploma meant much more than whether it was liberal arts or anything else. They they said, Well, you've gone to quality school. Yep. You know, your foot's in the door. Well what the quality school is, gives them the ability to think critically, um, act responsibly, um, gives them great um, writing skills, um, it gives them great communication ability, and those are all things you need to be successful. And so they can walk into um, a lot of different careers, and and they'll do the on-the-job training that you need to do, and then they'll start to distinguish themselves with that background of education that they got. 
at a great liberal arts school like like Bates. So I think our alums do a great job of showing that off. We have people in banking. We have people that are teachers. We have people that are in law. Um, we have uh, people in pharmaceuticals, um, just all over the place doing stuff with English majors and philosophy majors and, and math majors and all that jazz. So it works out really well. Back along, uh, teachers in the state of Maine, they went to Farmington, used to be Farmington State Teachers College before it was UMF and Maine and so on to get a – an education, education, if you will, mm-hmm. to be redundant. And when Duke Albanese became the, uh, the, the commissioner, he went to Bowdoin, and he said, "I don't believe that. I don't believe that's correct. I think kids should have a liberal arts education. They're more well-rounded. The, the expectations are, di- and so on and so forth." And he really pushed that when people are hiring, look for people with a liberal arts background. Now there have to be some things that fit in order for you to be a teacher in the state of Maine for certification. But uh, so we had we had a real general shift in that regard over about a 15 year period to uh, looking for more liberal arts educated kids and and what they could bring to the school. Because mm-hmm. my feeling always was I want to be careful. How I say this: you could find somebody to teach so ticket subjects, social studies. What's their fit with the building and what can they give us? Right. They may give us some coaching. They may give us, I, I, I'll be the civil rights team leader. I'll be, you know, in other words, I guess I always felt when I interviewed people, I, I, not that teaching's not enough. God, it's plenty. But what else could you bring, number one, mm-hmm. that helps our kids? And also, how do you fit with our staff? There are some people you just interview me, you go, you know what, I just don't know what their niche is going to be. And part of that's okay. You know, you have some people that I used to say, Paul, Patty will love this. His future mother-in-law. Do I want two patio banks? God, no. But boy, but boy, do one. I want one. You but, want one. But do I want one? Yeah. She is just about as good as it gets. I, I've told the story. Matter of fact, I told it to somebody the other day, I think on the air. I used to say when I'd leave for the day, a lot of times Patty would be in the office doing something, and I'd say to the, my secretaries, look, I'm going to be checking when I get back tomorrow. If I find out that you guys let Patty LeBlanc get on the intercom, you're both fired. Just want to be straight with that. But you're, you're never going to find anybody that was better for kids and and, uh, and teach them any better than Patty LeBlanc. Like I said, do I want two of them? Absolutely not. But where do they fit? You know, what's the fit? And I think those kids that have that liberal arts education, they do fit because they have other things in their life other than just this, you know. I, right. I don't know. Work for me. Yep. Absolutely, and then so on that panel, I think Sarah DeHair's on that panel, right? One yeah, of the so we've great got, recent swimmers. Here. Yeah, we've got Sarah coming back. She's working yeah. uh, as a system analyst for Liberty Mutual. Um, so it was important for me to have somebody that was just recently graduated, got right into the workforce, and um, is doing stuff and having her career grow. Um, then we have, um, let's see if I can go back, Allison Wensley, who graduated as a captain with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming back. Um, she works in um, chemical development with the pharmaceutical department. I'm a pharmaceutical company, which is great. We have um, Dan Perry, who is a diver for us, who is um, emerging technologies at Liberty Mutual, um, doing some stuff there. He was a math major, got in um, through accounting and, and stuff like that at, at first when he started. Um, then we have Paul Murphy, class of 88, who's a teacher and swim coach at Andover, Phillips Andover in Exeter. Or no, Phillips Andover. Phillips Academy Andover. Yep, that's it. Um, 
88, class of 88, a swim coach down there. He does just about everything you could do at a private school um, and is in the world of education. And his daughter um, is uh, class of 20 right now at Bates. Oh, nice. So he's got a strong connection to Bates still. Um, and then Chris Rennie, um, who class of 97, who um, is the VP of um, Energy Banks and Huntington Bank. So um, senior VP guy is another great guy to have there to meet with the team and, and talk with them about his path. Um, and Chris just wrote me and said he wants to bring his 13-year-old daughter because uh, she's loving the sport of swimming right now, and it would be great to have her around a bunch of college swimmers. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody, and I absolutely love it. Um, I'm in year 12 now at Bates, so I've got alums that I coached and worked with, and um, it's just wonderful to see them come back and feel that connection. We always talk about bait swimming and diving being more than the four years you are on campus. Um, and so when you see them come back and do stuff like this, you get really excited. Plus, the event gives them a reason. Uh, being an alum, I went to Maine. You, you get so busy in your own life with your own kids and mm -hmm. coaching and all the other stuff that I did. I, I, I don't get back to many of those things. But when they have something in the area, I do try to at least yep. get in there for a little bit. So having it where they actually can have an excuse to get out and do it, make it easier for them is great. Yep. It really is. Yep. It's a great all-around event. Um, and then we get to swim fast the next day at WPI against uh, five other great teams and um, have our last tune-up before the NESCAC championships. Yeah, and this WPI Invitational, you go pretty much every year, is that right? Or? This is year three. It year started, three, okay. It started three years ago. Yeah. Um, our schedule got changed a little bit. I was looking for a meet, and um, the head coach at WP and I know each other very well. Um, and so he said he had this idea of a, of a sprint invitational where kids will get to, to do some different events and go fast. And I said, that sounds perfect right before a big meet to do some speed work. So I'm in. Um, and the event's grown. We've been doing it now year three, and now we have one more, one more team, and it's a trials finals meet. It's a lot of fun. So for NESCAC's coming up, do you get to bring the whole team, or only select swimmers go to that? We have 24. 24. 24 that we're allowed to bring okay. and, and swim in the meet and, and count as scores. Yep. When you say swim fast, that doesn't mean they're just fast events. They're, are they just sprint events? Well, they're, yeah, the majority of these events are fast, are, are 25s, 50s, and 100s. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of meets are 200s, 500s, and above. So they've kind of limited those and increased um, the chances to do some all-out sprinting. Excellent. And then um, I'm curious about your thoughts on Sunday's big game, Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is um, during swim season. I, you, you I haven't honestly watch. Yeah. I honestly watch two football games a year, and it's usually when the playoffs hit. Um, if the Patriots make it into the AFC Championship game, and then um, I'll always be watching the Super Bowl. It's that one Sunday off that I get before two weekends away for NESCAX. <laughs> um, so the the Casarses have a tradition of if the Patriots make the Super Bowl, we have a party at our house with our friends. Um, so yeah, we're going to be cheering for the Patriots and watching them um, and Brady kind of carve up every uh, defense he can he can see and see what happens there. I mean, it's starting to become real special now. You know, this well, year for, for sure I've been thinking, like, how many more of these are we going to get? And, man, how good did they look? Um, they looked so good last weekend or two weekends ago, um, threading the needle and, and calling the right plays. And um, just seeing them that sharp, I'm like, gosh, I cannot believe I've been watching this for that many years. Um, so this one feels special to me. Like, was this the last one? Is it going to be this good ever again, or is it going to be even That's tougher? the question, right? <laughs> Manny, Manny keeps saying, boy, enjoy every minute because we just don't know. We, see, we're old enough to remember when they weren't very good. Mm -hmm. So this has been really special for, for them to be this good for this long. It really has been. 
You have a score prediction for us, Peter? Um, Patriots by seven. By seven? Okay. Yeah. I think it's not going to be as high scoring as people think it's going to be. They tend not to be. Yeah. So we'll had two weeks to look at film and prepare and and um, you put you're facing good teams, you know, good defenses. So yeah. So for this upcoming invitational for the swim team, who are some athletes who are you really looking for to like you know have a breakthrough kind of performance before NASCAX, or is it still just kind of a slow build up? Um, you know, we've we've seen almost you know almost all of our cards are out on the table at this point, and we we know where people are out and what's going on. I I do want to see a couple of strong performances from some of our kids that were abroad. Right. Um, I think another meet for them is really important. They just don't have as many races under their belt. They don't have as many um, swims, and so um, I don't think they're quite where they've been in years past um, at this point. So if they have a fast swim this weekend, they can say, okay, wow, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. I'm pretty in line with where I've been going into NESCACs in the years past. So I'm expecting to see some good stuff from them, um, kind of the final touches. Um, there's a couple swimmers, I think, on our team who um, haven't been super pleased with um, some of the times they've posted this year in their best events. So this is a chance to go, okay, I got one more shot. Let me put it where it needs to be right before – um, NESCAC's hit. So they're going to be looking for that. Um, and then um, we have, um, you know, just a chance for everybody on the team to to do some racing and come back at night and score some points um, since it's a trials finals meet. Right. So I'm excited to see how do they do with a swim in the morning and then a swim at night? Because you want to be fast enough in the morning to make it back at night. So there's pressure there. And then at night when you're racing, this is when you score the points. So if you get third instead of sixth, it's more points a better race um how tough can you be the second time you swim the same event in the same day and that those are good signs for us to look at and some things to to think about as we head into nescax now tell me about the scoring in, in a wrestling meet in the state of maine each time you in other words a guy would might or a gal might uh, wrestle four times in a state meet each of the rounds that they go they they get points and and the real to win the meet as a team it's not even winning the final. It's that it's the the semifinal to get into the finals where you get all your pa- they call them passing points. Mm-hmm. So in a in a meet, if I win the first two or three heats I'm in, or I whatever, no points in that. It's just what happens in the finals. Yeah. So in the morning, um, the prelims um, will set the set the heats for the night. So if you are in the top eight at night, you are going to score points in the top eight heat. If you're in ninth through 16th, you're going to score in the consolation heat. And then at our conference meet, we even have um, 17th through 24th. You'll score in the pre-consolation heat. And if you are the fastest person at night and you're in the pre-consolation heat, the, fa- the highest place you can get is 17th. You cannot jump into the other heats. Just because of your time. Right. That, okay. So, they, so yep. they don't want people swimming super slow in the morning that are very talented and then being able to score from outside of that top eight heat all the way into the top eight points. So they put a little pressure on everybody to say, okay, if you're going to make it into the top eight and have a chance to win this event, you're going to have to swim a top eight time in the morning so that you're in the final heat at night. And so what we do similar to, to your wrestling analogy there is like, Hey, in the morning, it's very important that we get as many as we can in the top 24. And then you'll see how many swims you have. And then, you know, sometimes in between trials and finals, I'll look and I'll say, 
Okay, the team we're close with in the standings right now, they have four top eight swims, we have five. They have three top 16 swims, we have two. And then we have eight top 24 swims and they only have four. And we start to think, okay, where are we gonna end up at the end of the night just simply based on the swims that are posted from the morning and give us potential to score at night. And then we just try to get the team ready to crash, crash the wall at night. Like, hey, if you were 16th in the morning, you can still be ninth. You're in that yeah. heat, so, no, so go for it, right? Move yourself up. The goal at night really is to say, I was third, I came in second. I was 14th, I came in 12th. You know, how can you move up a little bit so you're scoring a little more points than was on paper going into the night swings? Nice. So the women have two weeks before NESCACs. The men get three weeks before NESCACs. Mm-hmm. Is it always like that? And do you notice, you know, and why is it set up like that perhaps? Because it seems like it'd be, I mean, I guess it's it's the same for all the competitors, but it seems like it would be a little bit different for the way they prepare perhaps. Yeah, so... The NESCAC starts November 1st with our official training, um, which is about a month behind all the other coaches in the country who are training their athletes. And they'll get in the last week of September, first week in October. So as a conference, we are are looking at the last possible date to qualify for nationals. Mm. And that Sunday is the last date of the men's meet. Okay. And so we give our men as much of a season as they can possibly get in terms of training and coaching. And then we say, okay, this last day – because on Monday, we have to hand in our entries. So this is the last day of competition. We're going to host our men's meet that weekend. We're going to host our women's meet the weekend before. And the reason why we do that is because we have two separate meets. Uh, you got 11 teams and 24 kids on each team. So we can't find a facility that can host both at the same time. Otherwise, we'd have our men and women both going on the last weekend um, so that both teams had the exact same amount. Um, what we've done, though, is we've um, allowed our women – even though there's not a championship meet that weekend, they have another chance to swim that weekend since it's on the calendar as an, an available weekend. So if anybody's super close to qualifying for nationals, they can find a meet to go to while the men's championship is going on. And then they, they try to swim a little bit faster so they get that week that the men got also. So both genders get the same amount of weeks and the same amount of opportunities if they need them. Yeah, that February 24th, the women's February invitationals at Middlebury College, and that's just a... Oh, that's also oh, that's the same location as NESCAC. So some of the women might be going out there. Yeah, if you're if yeah. you're super close to a, a national cut and you're nervous about getting invited, we'll right. bring our women out there and they swim between trials and finals in an invitation. Okay, interesting. Um, and they come out, cheer on the guys, and then hop in the water and get and go after their their race one more time. Interesting. So that that's one where you're just going absolutely all. I mean, you're going all out every time, but that's like yeah. do or die. It's yeah, intense. You know, I'm sure. The whole idea is, is you you punch your ticket at the conference meet but if right you look at the national rankings and you're 20th and you think they're only taking 18 then you go okay if i drop two tenths yeah i'm i'm, yeah. I'm gonna jump up four spots and it's, there's no point in not going for it you got nothing to lose absolutely so after nescacs um there's a quite a bit of time between nescacs and ncaa's do you still get to work? Do you still work with the whole team are they still all training or just the people going to nationals at that point uh traditionally it's been um the, t- the national team and okay. a handful of athletes that want to still keep getting in the water and and go for it. So if they want to, that you'll work with them. Yep. Still. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm a you know I, the rules are was the whole team could sit, sit there and train. Um, yeah. For that for that for those three weeks, um, but the vast majority of them are going. Okay, that was the highlight in the season, and that's what I planned on. That's what I circled the date for, and now I'm going to take my three weeks off before I start training again for next year. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. I I would think though, I'm just thinking. I don't know how you do this, but yourself, but 
if I'm swimming, I, I, I don't want, I know you're always competing against yourself. You're looking at your time, whatever, but I got to believe if I'm in the, in the pool and I'm swimming the hundred, it'll be great to know there's somebody in that next lane who they didn't qualify, but they can push me like crazy mm-hmm. to make me push myself. Is that yes? No. Yeah. So, you know, we've been, we've, it's been great the last couple of years because we've had 10 to 12 kids that, you know, head to nationals. So we've had a, a pool of eight lanes. There's always somebody there next to you, if not two in a lane. Um, and then we do. We have four or five kids that say, I'm in great shape right now. I love, I just had the best season ever. I want to keep swimming. And and I know if I train with these guys, they'll have better practices. And, and the training is more fun when there's more people around. Because um, training can be a grind. Um, and, and so we really speak at length to the team about, you know, there's certain athletes that are in the locker room at conferences going, thank God, this is it. I get to be a normal college kid the day sure. this is over. Yeah. Yeah. And and we say, that that's just not who we are. We're going, I want an extra month. Can I please have an extra month of swimming? Because that's something special. I'm going to go out to a national meet. I'm going to get flown somewhere. I'm going to see the best. I'm going to have another month to make memories and to and to be with this wonderful sport. Um, and that's that's our mantra. And, and so... We talk to our kids a lot. I'm like, you want another month of training. That's that's the gift. That's the biggest gift. So we try to be a team that really espouses that mentality. And and um, if if we can get a couple of our athletes on the team to get in the water during um, that national training, that those weeks of national team training, um, that's more people that are getting the experience. That's more people that are helping our athletes out. That's more team um, than if they're not. And so team is where it's all at. I, I got a good story for pushing somebody to be whatever. So I'm working at a summer camp, and it was run by the AD at Maine and uh, Boys and Girls Camp. And there were a lot of guys, peop, guys and gals from Maine, athletes from Maine working there. So I worked out a lot. Also, I ran and ran and ran. Weightlifting wasn't big when I played as much as it is now. So we had a kid that uh, was a miler at Maine, and he said, geez, I just don't feel like I've been pushed enough. So we got down near the end of the summer. And he said, hey, look, would one of you run the first half of the mile and somebody else run the second half and I'll, you know, to kind of push me? So they looked at me because they knew I could run. <laughs> Matter of fact, we did the fitness test at the end of the summer. I ran a 521 mile, which pretty, pretty You know, I'm for, walking a mile for, every day now. For, <laughs> I mean, really? It takes me about 20 minutes. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> so anyway, I'm thinking. Walk faster. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in great shape. I can do this. I'll push him. He'll wish he didn't pick me. We take off, and I know I'm only running a half mile. I can practically sprint if I want to. I'm looking. He's, so, he's ahead of me the whole time, and he's really going. Mm-hmm. Now I think, well, he'll never beat the second guy. The kid goes to, to Allegheny. I mean, he's a runner, you know, whatever. Honestly, God, he toasted both of us. And made us realize, boys, you guys are in the minor leagues because there's no, I don't care what kind of shape I was in. I couldn't have, I mean, I couldn't have run from here to Georgia's faster than him. I'm not kidding you. And he was a miler. It yeah. is incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. So the alumni event, I want to go back to that a little bit because you mentioned Sarah DeHara now has a you know a job with Liberty Mutual and everything. Is she still swimming? Like, is that something you notice alums are still like, not necessarily competitively, but they're still getting the water, I'm sure, after they're done. Or, or do they just want to, like, say, you know, four years, that was enough? <laughs> um, I think it's it's a case-by-case basis. Sure. But what I notice um, is that they tend to come back to it. 
Um, yeah. and they, and they're good at it. Um, and it's a way to, to get a really great workout. And when you start swimming after college and you're not going nine times a week, um, and you're swimming for an hour instead of two hours and it's not nearly as grueling, you can say, man, I really enjoy this. this I'm working hard. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I feel really good when I'm done. Um, cause swimming's like, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a swimmer, but you know, when I, when I go for a run, I want to stop at the end of it and, and throw up, you know, and, and my body aches and, yeah. and I hurt. Say, why am I doing this? Yeah. When I get out of the pool after a really good workout, I am like feeling energized and I want to eat. And I'm like, this is great. I feel like I just did something really good for myself. And so it, that's maybe in my bias. Right. But I think our swimmers go and they say, you know, I'm, I'm good at this. It, I'm confident. I, it, I'm, I can do it. I know how to do it really well. And it's a really great exercise and it's a life, it's a lifelong thing. So I think, you know, Sarah's getting back in the water. I believe she's swimming with a master's team and nice. she's enjoying it. And I, and I believe many others are doing that too. And if they can fit it into their schedules and they can, they can make it happen, they w- they'll do it. Excellent. Well, the bait swimming and diving team at WPI, uh, they're leaving today. They'll be there tomorrow competing at WPI Invitational in Worcester, Massachusetts. Trials at 9 a.m., finals then and starting at 4. Peter Casares, as usual, thanks so much for joining us here in the studio on the B-List. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a great one.